You made it through the crypto winter with your bags intact. Yeah, did you remember the plans we made? It was a dream, it was a pact, in fact. June 15th, 2021, if ETH was above the previous all time high, then you sell a couple ETH, pack your family up to HA. Welcome, HalderCon team, to the Wholesome Crypto Podcast. Thank you so much for being with me today. I have four guests, Childs P, Doubtstars, Woe, and Ken. We're excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you guys are going to hold an amazing event in Hawaii very soon. Um, But before we get into what's going on in HalderCon, my thing is I need to know your personal stories and what each of you have been doing in your lives before crypto. So I'll start with my order of Child's P. Where were you before even hearing about Bitcoin? Man, um, <clears throat> before hearing about Bitcoin, um, I think I was just um, you know, working my normal job. Um, and so I, I kind of started off in the, um, actually the, um, communications kind of space, telecommunications. And I, I was kind of running as a GM for a call center. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, after that, I basically, you know, I kind of heard about Bitcoin and what was going on. And I was just kind of a um, little apprehensive at first. I didn't really know any, anything about it. I didn't understand the premise per se. Um, but I eventually did get into it. <clears throat> um, my first purchase was actually with uh the Mount, uh, Mount Gox. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> my, my first, my first crypto was with that. Um, and so, you know, after that though, I just kind of kept, kept up with the space as much as I could, but you know, Bitcoin really didn't have too much going on with it. It was just, you know, a transaction ledger. Right. And so yeah. it wasn't, it was cool, but it, I didn't think it was going to, you know, take over the, take over the world or anything. Um, and then, and actually kind of interestingly enough, uh, before Mount Gox shut down, I was fortunate enough to move my stash over to another exchange because I, I liked the format better. I just felt more comfortable wow. with it. I moved it over to EBTC, <laughs> um, but EBTC, yep. as we all know, also got uh, you know shut down. But luckily, luckily before EBTC, like a month before it shut down, I moved everything over to Coinbase because it was more. Um, it just felt more legit, right? Yep. So I I lucked out big time on all that on all that, but. <clears throat> I'm happy yeah. you did because there's yeah, so many horror too. stories. Also, many exactly, stories. exactly. <laughs> oh, um, I first got on Ethereum in October, probably October of 2015, though. Nice, and yeah. so that started all making. So you're like a believer from the beginning, pretty much. Of yeah. This technology. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Um, Doubtstar, did you have that same belief in, in blockchain when you first heard about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I remember a friend telling me about Bitcoin when um, Bitcoin was still a dollar and I was just getting out of graduate school and I was super poor and I was trying to find a job and um, he was like, oh, you know, there's this thing called Bitcoin and, you know, it's really growing and it's a dollar. And I remember thinking to myself like, oh, you know, I could just put $20 in it. I could do $20 in Bitcoin. Like, it'd be fine. Um but then it was like, I would have to figure out how to do it. And there was like all these complications. And then I just drug my feet. <laughs> it was like, I it is one of those things that I try to not beat myself up about. Yeah. Um, 
the thing that makes me feel slightly better is that uh, that friend did buy $20 of Bitcoin and then proceeded to lose the private keys. So, you know, mm. <laughs> that could have been my life too. Yeah. Which then that would have been like the dude digging in like the, um, was it digging in the dump in England or wanting to <laughs> and to find the well, it's hard better, drive he got rid of. Better to have loved than lost, right? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Not for Bitcoin, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, in regards to Ethereum... I, you know, started hearing about it um, when I first started dating my husband. And uh, he, um, as, you know, Chalice P and Woe and Ken know, my, my husband is well known in the finance community. Um, his Reddit name is Logri the Bard, for those that don't know. Um, and uh, he runs a blog called Tokenomics Explained. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I started hearing about it, you know, I would have to say when he started investing in 2017. Um, and again, like the person that I, I was, you know, I dragged my feet. <laughs> we were also, you know, still just dating. And mm-hmm. uh, I wanted, I wasn't sure, you know, stepping into the space. And so I finally did, you know, sort of slow. I've been taking slow steps into the space. Um, you know, I started with like a BlockFi account and then Coinbase. Yeah. And then I've just like made slow progress into the space. And now like just recently got my first NFT. So, you know, I guess I'm the toad. I dip my toe in the water <laughs> pretty slowly, but I would have to say I did make it through hot, uh, through uh, crypto winter with my husband, even if I wasn't an investor at the time. So. It's it's a tough time to live through, and that's amazing that he has you to love and support him for that, and also agree with what he's thinking. Because you I mean it depends on the person you meet. You can tell him, hey, I know uh, I dabble with crypto, and they can be automatically put off or think you're a bad investor or something like that. So. I love that you guys have that strong relationship where you support each other. So congrats to that. Yeah. It, and like, I mean, it's pretty funny. The guys on that call know like they, um, <laughs> I say I'm his PM in life, which is, uh, you know, how I started kind of getting involved in the community because <laughs> people would be like, yo, Logri, you know, what's up with X? And he'd be like, you need to ask the outstars because I don't know like, what my own schedule is. So that's kind of how everything started. Teamwork makes a dream work. I love that. Totally. <laughs> so, uh, whoa, did you have someone introduce you into crypto or was that all on your own and figured it out? So it was all on my own. Um, I think I first heard about Bitcoin back in 2010 when I was working in IT. And I had my own, you know, server room that I had tried to set up a Bitcoin miner in. Um, I was unsuccessful in that and kind of uh, forgot about it for for a while. Um, I think it wasn't until 2017 when it came back on my radar. Uh, I I play this game. It's an MMORPG. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called Entropia Universe, and it, it has a real cash economy. Um, which is, you know, kind of interesting because the, the game allows you to, to transfer your in-game virtual currency back to like U.S. dollars. So it's kind of similar, you know, into cryptocurrency without the blockchain. Um, and some of my friends who are in the game with me got me into Bitcoin back nice. in 2017. And my first purchase was trading in-game currency from the video game into Bitcoin um, and and my first purchase in 2017 using Bitcoin was for a Trezor for 0.1 Bitcoin. Wow. What a, <laughs> that's a t- what a time to be like. It's like, oh, how much did I actually spend on that? 
yeah yeah <laughs> but we all have those moments i think i have like yeah i don't even want to like discuss that it's bad memories but it's how you learn it's fun <laughs> but yeah so then um i i kind of researched ethereum on my own and and fell kind of down the rabbit hole of you know being interested in, in what it could do its capabilities and you know i started buying ethereum in 2017 as well um you know with the intention of you know the the, the roadmap of the staking so I, i've been interested in that since uh since i got involved in ethereum and it's almost here so i'm excited for that too that's right <laughs> thank you um Ken, so yeah, I know yeah, we've met in East Denver, so that's awesome that you're here. Um, but how yeah, how did you get into Bitcoin and Ethereum? Yeah, you know, it's kind of an interesting story. I I think I first got introduced to cryptocurrency when I read a Reddit post, I think just in a personal finance blog about a couple of folks that were I think the question was, what are you doing in your spare time to earn some money? And somebody said, Oh, I'm I'm mining Litecoin with my computer. And I was like, well, what, what is that? Right. And so of course, you know, this is the time, right. When uh, Bitcoin is already on ASICs and, you know, you couldn't really competitively mine it. I think it's 2014, but Litecoin was a thing. And so that kind of started the rabbit hole of, you know, building, building a miner with some GPUs and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of, kind of going all in on it. And, um, you know, did that for a while, but I could kind of see the difficulty rising on Litecoin and the value wasn't really holding too much there. And I thought, well, you know, this is only going to be a short term thing. But I was fortunate enough that one day uh, coming back from work, I turned on a podcast. I I think it was Epicenter Bitcoin. Uh, but uh, anyhow, they, they had Vitalik come as a guest speaker on there. And he was just talking wow. about they just completed the public sale and we're launching the the blockchain of Ethereum and it, the episode was what makes it different. And, you know, hearing him explain the concept about just beyond a simple, you know, transfer of a, of a token that represents wealth, it would actually allow you to run some, some form of a, of a computer script on there. And I could, you know, just listening to Vitalik explain it, I thought, wow, there's, there's a possibility in, on here. So that's, that was kind of my first introduction to Ethereum. That's amazing. Cause yeah, it's usually it's like someone else or a friend that introduces you to it, but I feel like Vitalik himself got you into it. Yeah, at least on the podcast, he can he convinced me that that was that was the future of the blockchain world. I wonder if I listened to that podcast if I would have gotten into it as fast with Ethereum at least. So yeah, go. So then, um, yeah, I mean, thank you for for that, and it's exciting that you all have such unique individual stories. And now I kind of want to know more of how you all met together because HodlerCon is a big event that's coming up and it takes a lot of organization and work to get that all set up and having a, a core team that can handle that responsibility. is huge. And, you know, how did you all meet together? The internet's a big place. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'll, I'll start. So, um, you know, I heard about HodlerCon. Um, Logri just started saying, hey, we're going to go to Hawaii. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah, we're going to go to Hawaii with like a bunch of internet strangers. And um, people are like actually going. It's a meme. It's happening. And I was like, is it really happening? And he's like, yeah, it's happening. And then all of a sudden a Discord link appeared. And then there just started being planning meetings. And then I started showing up. And then, you know. 
uh, yeah, that that was it for me. I don't know. Do you guys want to say? Yeah. Uh, Childs, if you wanted to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of I kind of uh, heard about it the same way. I, you know, it was being posted on ETH Finance, and uh, people were talking about it, and, of course, memeing about it and all that. And um, I just thought, it, what a cool idea to kind of meet with some, you know, brilliant uh, people that love the space as much as I do, and uh, I know that I enjoy it. Um, and not only that, though, that um, I'd get to go on a vacation to an awesome place yeah. um, and bring my family along. It's not just, you know, crypto nerds that are going to this. It's going to be a place where family can kind of, um, you know, relax and spend time together, too. Um, so eventually I found that Discord link as well, kind of slowly trying to get involved. And I, I saw it was like an open kind of forum to discuss and talk about it. And I wanted to lo learn more and just slowly kind of got involved that way. So wow. that's awesome. And then... Um... Well, how, how did you get into the crew? So, kind of same. Um, following youth finance, following the meme, you know, reading about it over and over again and, and being interested. Uh, I had traveled to Wide maybe 15 years ago, so nice. I was very keen to go again. It was a, it was a great experience, beautiful state. I, I loved it. Um, and I wanted to go back, and I thought, you know, this would be a great opportunity, something to bring my family with. Uh, but the, the funny thing is how I got involved was the meetings had already started and I watched, you know, them start getting organized. Uh, but the reason I came in was because there was a POAP that they were offering <laughs> if you come to the meetings. So I think I came to like the fourth meeting to, to get the POAP. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, don't worry. All of you will receive a POAP for being a guest on my show. So I hope that's uh, incentive enough. Oh, that's it, awesome. That's <laughs> really I can't, cool. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone listening, also you get a POAP for being a Patreon. So, um, Ken, how did you get into this? Yeah, see, I, I, I think I'm the odd person out here because I wasn't a real active and still really don't other than just a periodic browse uh, visit the the e-finance Reddit, right? Um, you know, I was in the Rocket Bull Discord mm -hmm. and uh, Superfizz, who's big on the e-staker community, had come over and kind of posted a couple of times about this uh, this meme that uh, of, of uh, HodlerCon. And it sounded pretty interesting. It was like, hey, I like Hawaii. This sounds pretty cool. And I'd, I'd love to meet a whole bunch of these other other fellow Ethereum folks. And I really would like to ask them a lot of questions over a beer one day and kind of explained to me some of these more more complex concepts that I'm still not quite getting. And uh, that kind of sucked, sucked me into the rabbit hole of the Discord. <laughs> it's so easy to get sucked into those like rabbit holes of Discord because there's so many awesome people just actively chatting and talking. I think that's like where a lot of the root of the crypto community comes from. And then it spreads into Twitter and Reddit and stuff like that. But it's a lot of... Yeah, and I would those. say the mm -hmm. coolest thing too has been... You know, it's one thing, I mean, because this is all like loosely organized and community based. And the, the coolest thing has been that that people have shown up, shown up week after week after week over months. I mean, this has been we started planning this a year ago um, and we, I get to talk to these guys once a week, every week. And now the cool thing is that we're all friends and I'm looking forward to like seeing them in person and like getting to know their families. And, you know, actually over the course of the calls, we have gotten to know each other's families. And so um, it's going to be really cool to go and like meet them in person and like, you know, build on those relationships that we've built over the course of like a year as we've been planning. 
I love that about the internet too nowadays because like back in the 90s, everyone's like, don't ever meet a stranger on the internet. Do I even like give your real name ever or anything like that? Nowadays, I'm like, oh, internet stranger in the crypto world? Let's meet somewhere. I don't care. Anywhere. Like I'm down. You you have a like mind that I have. So we're definitely going to be friends. <laughs> I don't know much about the person, but I already like have a relationship with them. You know, it's funny. <laughs> um, so now that you guys are all planning HodlerCon and yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. So I kind of want to learn more about like what were the challenges or like, challenges in actually planning some an event like this. Um, well, you can start with Child's P. Let's hear about what you have to do. Sure, sure. I mean, I think I think Doubt Stars is is definitely probably the, the best person to actually about this. She's been been there since like the beginning. But um, you know, for me, some of the challenges has just been. Um, we all have we all have jobs still too, right? So like we're still working our own thing, but we take some some hours every week and talk about what needs to happen next, and whether that be the sponsorship or budgeting or um, you know the multi sig wallet that was created or the DAO that we created for it or the NFTs. There's just been so much that's gone into this, uh, you know, and planning the event itself out, right? And the room blocks and just so many different things. Um, and we've all been able to kind of come together with those with that little spare time that we've had to really meet and you know talk to one another and you know make it happen i think that's a really cool thing so yeah that's that's an amazing thing it's just like how how well put it's coming together after all this time and yeah doubt stars let me let me know what's uh what was going on through your head yeah oh my gosh <laughs> it's been so hard <laughs> it's been awesome it's been so awesome and i'm so happy to have gotten involved because i think I think it was the push that I needed um, to get like more involved in the community because, you know, from Loki's perspective, he was like, this is what you're good at. You're good at this kind of stuff. And like, you're good at building relationships with people. And so, you know, kind of get out there. And then, um, you know, what, what kind of brought it up? Like, mm -hmm. the way um, I really got started is because I had planned Logan and I's wedding in Hawaii. And so I had kind of already done that, like, long distance planning. And I had sort of an idea of, like, what the different areas were and, like, kind of the fun things to do. And um, so we'd had a destination wedding. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, if I was going back to Hawaii, this is what I would want to do. And so maybe it was, like, a little bit of the control freak in me that I was like, you know, a bunch of like dudes on the internet planning a vacation, <laughs> like they're going to miss so many fun opportunities that I would want to do. So I just kind of like put myself out there to be uh, involved in it. And uh, yeah, there's been so much. Oh my gosh, there's been so much. And I think Will and Ken could talk about that. But, you know, we spun up a DAO, we have a multi-stig wallet, we are, you know, we got planners, we're, you know, I built a website That's... and now we have like a front end and a back end dev and like, you know, now we have registration and there's just like so many different things. I mean, me and Maureen said we had to get a room block. And then, <laughs> I mean, I would say picking the hotel was the hardest thing. And then the thing that's super funny is that even in the beginning, we had to pick an island that we were going to. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just like all the, like all the small decisions that um, went into making it. And, uh, and it's all community built, which is super cool. Yeah. And, you know, we want to continue that feel, you know, as we move forward. Exactly. Um, if we do this again. Exactly. The community build is a huge part of it. And uh, I know um, Will has been working on the 
Beach Bums NFT, and that's been a, a strong launch. So, well, I'd love to hear more about you know what the process was like creating an NFT launch and designing the art and getting people all riled up and excited about something like this. Yeah, so the the Beach Bums NFT came, I think, as the idea um, from East Denver because. A lot of us had gone to East Denver as well. I, I met Ken in person there, and, and we spent a lot of time together. And they had the uh, Buffercorns as their mascot. NFT. Yeah, their mascot, their NFT for their event. Um, and and I thought it was a really cool idea. I thought it was a great uh, artwork that was a collectible. And you know, I, I brought that up to the, the planning committee. I was like, hey, you know, can we do something like this? Uh, you know, how would, what would it look like? What do you think people would want? You know, how, how should we launch it? And we, we kind of discussed and came uh, about with this idea. I think originally we, we were thinking about having kind of a punk's head type NFT. Um, but while I was in East Denver, I met with Looking for Owls, who is... Uh, a NFT creator who runs a DAO called Shuffle DAO. And from discussing with him, he gave us some really great advice on, you know, how to, how to get the NFT started, how to, you know, size it for our community and, and how to kind of use it to, to engage our community. And so after our discussion with him, we found, um, like an NFT project and we got an artist logic beach who oh, okay. created all our assets. And so now we have a group of assets. We have, um, the code all set up. We haven't ha set a launch date yet. Cause we're still figuring out kind of like the, the details of the, the smart contracts, but, uh, you know, we're excited to, to go, you know, the, the pictures and the designs are up on our website. So the examples and, uh, you know, um, I, I've got a lot of great feedback even on the finance um, subreddit that, that people are excited for this. Our team reached out to Jonathan Mann uh, for a potential song a day about HoverCon and our team put together, you know, some of the details about the event, the history, some of the things that we, uh, you know, kind of joke about as a community and Jonathan Mann produced like a, an amazing song for us uh, for HoverCon. And it's up on our website on www.hobbycon.com. And uh, it, it, it's very catchy that my five-year-old son, you know, is singing it almost every day now. <laughs> That's good. If it's catchy and he can sing it, then perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it too. So I, mean, I wish I could make it there, but it's such an exciting uh, experience to have. And it's awesome that you, I guess the best part of the community, you get to like, reach out to people and meet people who are kind of the doing like the best at what they do. So I know I've had logic beach on the show before amazing artist, talented person. Uh, I love what he's doing. I'm glad that he was a person that was able to help make NFTs because he's good at what he does. That's exactly too why we wanted to do the NFTs as well. I mean, to your point, Rudy is that we knew from feedback, people were telling us that a lot of people weren't going to be able to make it to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, we're not going to be able to make it to Hawaii. And so, like, as a planning team, we wanted to give them an opportunity to still feel like they were a part. And so that's what we see these NFTs as doing. And um, one of the things that 
we want to be able to use the NFTs for is to then have a community vote based on your NFT ownership of where the next location for HodlerCon um, will be. Nice. All right, HodlerCon 2023 coming up, right? So 2024. <laughs> 2024. <laughs> What year is it? Where am I? It's 2022, <laughs> but I don't I don't know if I can do this for like I need a break. <laughs> yeah. Might be might be every two years. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever it is, I'm excited for it too, because I know it's gonna be awesome yeah. this year. Robocon is all volunteer. That's amazing. It's really amazing. Kudos to you guys. So putting all this work into it, like what are you most excited about in Haldercon? What event is going to happen? What uh, people are you most excited to meet there? Uh I'd love to hear more about that. Child's P, if you want to just share a little bit with that. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, we've got a ton of events kind of planned, um, you know, that we're going to meet on. Um, I think we have what, what doubt stars. How many, how many events do we have? We have about is it six or seven. Yeah. It's, um, we have some planned events like, um, I think it's like five or six. Let me double check. But it's going to be 10 days of fun in the sun with your <laughs> Ethereum friends. And uh, it'll be it'll be a good time where we have a bunch of, like we have a welcome reception and a pool party. We're going to do a beach picnic. Uh, we're going to go to this really cool location called si some Sky Waikiki. Nice. Let me say that again. Sky Waikiki. And uh, watch the sunset. Uh, uh, Ken lovingly termed it the watch the burn party. Uh, <laughs> Ken came up with some amazing uh, names. We're going to have like brunch before everyone leaves. And we're also going to go and uh, watch a luau at the uh, Royal Hawaiian. And I I'd love for Ken to say, you know, who he's looking forward to meeting on um, yeah. talking to. Cause I, I think that's one of the things he's definitely looking forward to. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is it is kind of like really like our experience at ETH Denver, right? I mean, I think it was the people that you met and the connections there, right? And I think to have kind of this real life experience, um, you know, meeting the other folks that are in this Ethereum world, right, is going to be really neat. I think the conversations are just going to be really interesting, even if we're just floating around a pool or hanging out on a beach or at a cabana somewhere and, and doing it. The other thing I'm kind of kind of excited about is to kind of bring my family into it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this event is not just for, uh, you know, just for the folks here. It's also envisioned to kind of bring your family if you have one, right? Bring your friends. And so I think that's going to be kind of a neat introduction for them to meet some meet some friends that are also in this area and have fun. And it's structured in such a way that we we've got these organized events, right? We were able to to you know finally find an event um, event planning company that was willing to work with us. There was a little bit of stigma from kind of coming from the crypto space, right? I don't think always quite evolving as, as maybe, um, you know, it's still, it's still some, some roadblocks there, right? When you were talking about the challenges, right? Finding an event planner that's willing to be accepted to be paid in crypto or in a stable coin. Um, and I guess we still have one last challenge in getting our, uh, our business uh, account set up with Gemini, right? Um, but, you know, once, once we're there, you know, we'll have an event planner deal, deal with all the organizations and the logistics so we can all be on vacation mode enjoying the conversations and there is some uh, downtime planned in these events over that time so there's going to be free days for you know families to go explore on their own or go go do side trips with friends that they meet on this conference so i'm just really looking forward to it i'm excited for that too because like for you guys so 
it's gonna be an awesome experience and like after all your hard work you're gonna get to meet each other in person too which is super exciting uh so then um now that you know this is gonna happen soon and everything is coming together you're all you know have been in the crypto space for a long time y'all are working in the crypto space at least part-time i want to know like what you know how do you guys sometimes relax or what are your hobbies how do you how do you separate your mind from crypto at times because personally i need to do that but i've had some guests who are just crypto all day every day like that's just how they think and there's no right or wrong answer but i'd love to know a little bit about each of you and how you um you know have your own downtime we can start with whoa so i mean this still is kind of crypto related but um one thing that that i kind of got into last i think september was uh collapse and uh not not just collecting them but but designing them myself and and so uh i was involved in the rocket pool community with with ken and collapse were kind of a big part of the community there where people were memorializing different events that were just happening within the community themselves. And it was fun. And, uh, you know, just by being there, you, you would get a pull-up and, you know, I joined in, I got in and I started collecting them and I, I learned, um, you know, how to make them on my own and just started making them for, for rocket pool. And, and, you know, kept doing that. And when, you know, something cool would come up, you know, I, I, open up GIMP and start designing something. And, and just, you know, when I felt the creativity, I'd, I'd build, you know, make something and, and give it out. And yep, that was just something that I enjoyed doing and enjoyed uh, giving to, to the, to the rocket pool community. Yeah. That's I me. Mean, it's kind of like just art in that sense, like creating. Yeah. So that's awesome. And I've, uh, I've just made some poems, but the art isn't that great. So maybe I have to get some help from you sometime soon sure whenever uh child's p let's hear uh your uh hobbies and downtime sure sure when i'm not looking at the charts you mean <laughs> <laughs> or, or or crap posting on uh on ETH finance um Could be. you know i i uh i like to obviously hang out with my family i've, I've got a wife and a uh, almost seven-year-old son so hang out with them a lot um I also like to, um, you know, hang out with my friends, of course, and, you know, talk with them about, you know, their lives and, and all that that's going on. And then, um, you know, last, I, I like to unwind and, and de-stress by playing video games. So, yeah. yeah. The social, so you're like a socializer with people around you. That's, that's a really important to me, too, because it's kind of like important for mental health to kind of talk about things that's not crypto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's that's great um dev stars let's hear it from you ha this is my hobby <laughs> <laughs> this is my life <laughs> yeah no i mean like ken said it you know we um do spend a lot i mean this is all volunteer and uh so i i spend some time outside of you know my uh work life do i you know just kind of doing the project managing on the back end and uh but yeah i have a Logri and I have an almost two-year-old daughter, and so, you know, that's what we do. We hang out with our fam, nice. um, and it's funny because, like, you're like, what do you do, you know, to uh, break away from crypto? And it's like, well, I go on, you know, a walk with Logri and our daughter and our dog, and then we talk about crypto. 
<laughs> and, uh, and, you know, like, or, you know, we work on Low Grease blog, um, tokenomicsexplained.com, mm-hmm. just a little. Um, and then, you know, we, we just, you know, hang out with our fam and go to parks and, you know, chill out, go to the zoo. Um, Explore the outside it, world. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, pretend like we're actual people. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, I mean, you know, it's, it's cool because, like, it's this whole other community that you have access to um, that you can interact with. Mm-hmm. I guess when you pick up the phone, right? But then you can always like pick up the, put the phone down and then step away and like go be a person. So it'll be cool to like have those as real life relationships too. Like you're saying, Rudy, like um, the the neat thing has been like for me, um, cause <laughs> you guys know this, but like every everyone on the internet is a dude. And so like to start to realize like some of these like personalities on Reddit aren't actually dudes. They're like me. Um, and so that's like, that's going to be really cool to actually like, you know, meet my, my fellow girls yeah. uh, in Hawaii. So, yeah, it's, and I think that's awesome because that's like, that's like one cool thing about the internet. It's a non, like anonymity. So you don't know who's behind the username sometimes. And it's awesome to get to experience the person behind the username. And I'm glad to know more about the people behind HodlerCon. And Ken, I haven't forgotten about you, so let me know. what. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I've got a, I've got a family with three young adults, two in high school and one, one in flight school. Oh, wow. And, awesome. You know, so I'm, I'm glad to just be enjoying time with them. But, you know, my, my hobbies are actually two that kind of align perfectly with HodlerCon here. I mean, I, I love computers. I love, you know, if I could redo my career, I probably would choose something in the computer industry because it's just so much fun to me. Um, and certainly anything in blockchain or crypto is is a lot of fun and interest to me. I think that is my hobby. Uh, maybe more than that, maybe a professional hobby now. Um, but the other thing that myself and my wife love to do is travel. And so, you know, this this event here is going to combine both both yeah. events, traveling and uh in in cryptocurrency so i'm i'm looking forward to it it's it's not work it's it's actually you know it's going to be a vacation is your wife into crypto too you know she 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 is not she will tolerate (laughs) me talking about it uh you know she is a little bit of a techie at heart but for the travel part she's she's involved and i I think she's quite happy that i'll just have somebody else to talk crypto to (laughs) she can can go enjoy something else on the side she'll go tan and enjoy some my ties and hang out in the sand yeah you can go talk crypto yeah everybody wins um i mean that's awesome i love i mean that's something i love to do is like learn more about you know your hobbies and what you're like doing on the side because something i picked up now is yo-yoing like playing with yo-yos oh that's cool that's awesome (laughs) that's that throws me back (laughs) i know i got like an unresponsive yo-yo that i watched some like you know youtube video of the professionals doing it so i was like oh it's so awesome so now if i'm ever like watching something on tv i'll just learn some new tricks or something like that just to have like that fidget spinner type esque feel but i get to actually play with something so it's fun. So if you guys want to pick up something, new hobby, uh, $20 yo-yo. <laughs> that would bring me back to my middle school days for sure. And they used to come around school like, hey, kids, you want to buy yo-yos? It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Stuck with me till now. Jeez, it worked. Uh, so now that, yeah, so you're all, again, in the crypto space for a long time, living, breathing it for a while. A lot of 
drama goes on in this space, a lot of toxicity, a lot of craziness, a lot of noise. And I want to know more about all of your crypto pet peeves. And I'm going to start with, whoa. <laughs> Do you have a crypto pet peeve? So I think my crypto pet peeve is when I talk to people about crypto that are anti-crypto and, you know, I give them the whole spiel on the technical side, you know, what I, what I see in it, what I find value in it, the, the capabilities, what I can do with it. Um, but they still just prepare it. And, and, you know, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. No, I totally feel you. Cause I feel like hacker news is just hating on crypto and blockchain in general. Like, I'm like when did this like mindset happen in this, uh, form? So, right. It's like they, they don't even open their mind to consider, you know, the, the benefits, right. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. That's a really uh, good one. I like that. <laughs> Death stars. What about you? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with uh, Will on that one. Like, I feel like a, I'm a proselytizer for crypto, and as like, um, I'm not a hundred. I'm not bankless yet, but I definitely see the value in it, and I see the value in like being in control of your money and not giving it to middlemen mm -hmm. and. I think, you know, like what was saying, the people that just don't understand this space and like don't understand like the future and the possibilities, um, it's hard because, you know, I will say like 100% I agree, like crypto is like the wild, wild west, you know, like there's so many possibilities, but there's a lot of scary shit too. Yeah. And and so you got to like pick and choose and be, you know, careful with like, a, you know, like what you do with your money. I mean, child, child SP was talking about like the Mount Gox situation and, and you, you just, I mean, there's whenever it's sort of that unexplored technology or world, you know, there are chances for exploitation. And, yeah. um, I think a lot of people, um, have a lot of fears and I had a lot of fears to begin with. But um, I started just really seeing the possibilities in it. And I think, you know, our family gets really tired of us talking about <laughs> it. But I just I just see it as a future and a path to freedom um, in ways that the working world isn't right now. And I think, you know, Ken and I actually had like a, a conversation, you know, just the two of us where we were kind of talking about like what we see for our future and how we see it like aligning with crypto. And it is so cool. Like there's just so many chances and opportunities out there. You just have to like take a hold of it and, mm -hmm. and sort of step into those. And I know that's scary and it's scary for a lot of people. Um, and so I think that's, I think the fear <laughs> is hard, you know, like what I was talking about, that people have so much fear of crypto and they think you're, crazy when we start <laughs> talking about it and maybe um, we are all a little crazy isn't that right i mean we we're all I, crazy. <laughs> I feel like yeah we're, like, we're all like hanging out with each other so much uh being in our own little bubble it's sometimes it's hard to remember that most of the world doesn't think the way we think still we are yeah and slightly crazy we're early adopters yeah still i mean even though like i was saying about how you know like i heard about 
Bitcoin when it was a dollar, but like the percentage of the population that actually knows, not just knows about crypto, but has invested in crypto, we are still on the front edge yeah. of this. We are still on the leading edge. And so, you know, I don't know, the future is ours. Exactly. Not, on, not until there's like no more third party service that's being an intermediary for like transacting in crypto between like businesses and people. That's when I feel like we'll pass a huge milestone. Um, Childs P, what's your yeah. crypto pet peeve? I, I mean, it's 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 very similar to to, to Woe and Doubtstars. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just this maxis, right? I mean, these these people that um, they just don't have an open open mind. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it, it the idea of maxis it it just runs even like deeper than just crypto, right? Because we're we're in a society now that that um, people are are can be so close minded about about something without actually understanding what it's about and and what the um, the greater picture is that they're just they're not even willing to even try right yeah. so it's like having having that type of maxi mentality is so disheartening right and not just for crypto but but for everything um, and so that really that really kind of is a is a big pet peeve for mine and it's you know you just have an open mind and like don't try to tear down other ideas to build yourself up you know yeah. use your own critical thinking skills to you know understand what people are where people are coming from and what they're talking about exactly that's like a a, th a thing to have like how you should experience life in itself is always go with it with an open mind and i think things like traveling really help out with that seeing the world in different perspectives because in the states we have it easy with money like we can just transfer money no problem between venmo and paypal td like different banks zelle like whatever you want you can you can throw money around no problem without any fees except for our data but <laughs> no fees so the idea of money is not the same idea of money in most other countries that are not as stable and and where inflation is a serious problem and you never know where your money is going to be the next day yeah and, and when you travel like that exactly like, like you're saying when you travel to those places and and see what it's really like for these people and um you know it it completely changes your worldview of what's important right mm -hmm. and so I think that's a, a great thing about crypto, though, is, is you can see how they have a path forward. They, they it, it was hard to see a path forward for those types of people, um, but with crypto, you're like this gives that opportunity, right? And so, uh, that's a really big, um, big bonus for crypto for sure. I love it. I have a, I have a second one, Rudy. Yeah, can go, I share? <laughs> always share. You guys are. I think my, I think my second one is also like that. Cryptocurrency is just such a misnomer, mm -hmm. like that that it isn't just about currency. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that people get so tied into that, oh, it's about money, but it isn't just about money. Like it isn't just about that. I mean, like just, I mean, look at, you know, NFT and art collecting and like- um, Data ownership, owning your own data. <laughs> exactly. Like there's just so much like, I think that freedom and I think like the misnomer of, of cryptocurrency, uh, people just get, they lean so far into that, that you're like, no, no, but there's so much more, you know, about blockchain technologies and about decentralized finance and, you know, what it means with your data and, 
and um, what you can do with it, like, you know, you can fractionalize an NFT and sell portions of it, or, you know, it's, you can use that same concept on ownership or like, you know, a house or whatever, like any, you can, there's so many possibilities. So I think that's like a second one. That's like one of my favorite questions to get to is like, what what are you going to use crypto for? I'm like, oh man, here we go. All right. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Ken, what is your... Yeah, you know, you know the thing—the thing that I find most frustrating for me right now is I spend a lot of time educating people. Education, that's a good one. Yeah, about about blockchain technology, and mm-hmm. it is still very difficult. Uh, even if there's a willing person that that wants to learn about it, right? I mean, you, you you know, all these steps that we take for granted, but things about oh, you need a wallet, and what's what's a wallet? Well, it's not really a wallet; it's just a key to this 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 public you know, ledger, this lockbox, right? And, and, and it's just, it's very difficult, right? To get somebody from ground zero up to be able to do a, you know, a simple thing is buying, buying a token and, and then in, interacting with a, you know, a, a DAP, right? You know, going, going to Uniswap and, 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 you know, swapping coins or something. And, you know, that barrier to entry, I think, is still something that the industry as a whole really needs to work on and lower it. I mean, I know it will get better. It reminds me, I'm old enough to be around with what I, what I call the birth of the internet, right? In the 1990s, right? When we, when we moved from America Online to, you know, to DSLs and, you know, starting to use the web. First. I remember that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I used to run around to all my neighbors and friends and help them hook things up and install their, their you know, their... Um, uh, you know, all the software needed to run their little internet card and to, and to hook it up and to download, you know, back then, I think it was uh, Netscape, right? Yeah. And you had to connect your TCP IP and your drivers. And I mean, it was literally a couple of days over at their house to get everything going, right? <laughs> and now the kids just take it for granted because you open up your iPad and the internet just works, right? Uh, uh, they're missing you know, out. I can see that for blockchain, but we're still on that painful mode right now. And I that's that's my pet peeve. That's true. And yeah, it's actually well said because we're on that mode where you have to be someone who really enjoys tech and enjoys struggling and learning. Like learning isn't always, I guess, fun, but the fun part is what happens after learning, which is it is a lesson that you've learned and the experience that you've gained from it. Yeah. So now that everyone is, you know, learning more about HodlerCon, how do we get people on board for signing up? Like, where should they go? What can they see to learn more about HodlerCon? Uh, I'll take this one. So uh, you can visit our website, HodlerCon.com. So H-O-D-L-E-R-C-O-N.com. And you'll have access to, you know, all the information about what's going on. On the main page, uh, we have like all of the events listed. We have a link to join our um, Discord. If you haven't joined our Discord before, there's also, um, did I say about booking rooms? Okay. There's a link to okay. There's a link to book a discounted room at the Outrigger Hotel, so you can stay with the rest of the Hodlers, or you can find your own space in Hawaii. Um, No pressure there. But also, if you want to go to any of the events that we have listed on our website, uh, you're going to have to register for tickets, and we have a separate registration site. And uh, I just want to call this out, like we decided to go with a separate registration site because we want to respect people's anonymity and we want them to be able 
to let us know who they are uh, as they feel comfortable. And so none of the planners have access to anyone's personal data. So, um, which is why we decided to use a third party planner, um, because we don't want to have access to the data and we've actively told them, you know, don't give us anything. So, um, that's why there's a whole separate registration site, but, um, that's where you can register for tickets for our event ticket. Um, our event tickets, we have different prices because like Ken said, like child's he said, and whoa, this is a family event. And so we wanted to support families. So we did sort of a tiered ticket. A 21 plus ticket is $850, uh, a youth ticket. So under 21 to the age of 12, so 12 to 21 is 550. And then a Kiki ticket is five to 12 years old. So nice. under five is free. But um, that includes access to all of our activities, our welcome response our pool party, our beach party, um, the sunset party, and then our farewell brunch. The only thing not included in those tickets is the uh, luau because we wanted people to be able to, you know, kind of choose their own adventure if they wanted to come to the luau or not. But everyone should come to the luau. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) It is going to be so cool. Yeah, it's going to be so cool. It's going to be like the culmination of the event. Um, it's going to be, if you like ever, you know, look at pictures of Hawaii, it's going to be at the Royal Hawaiian, which is the pink hotel right in the middle of downtown Hawaii. It's, um, I think, one of the oldest ho- hotels uh, in Waikiki. And then there's also a separate option of some add-on events um, that will take place during our beach picnic. That'll be at Kula Ranch. And uh, the really cool thing about Kula Ranch is that you've probably seen it before because um, of all the movies that have been filmed there, mm. like Jurassic Park, um, or cool. I'm pretty sure they also filmed uh, Lost there. Mm-hmm. So um, there's like a movie set tour or a zip line or whatever you want to go if you want to add that on. Uh, so yeah, that's all of that is linked to our HotherCon website. And uh, that's also there's also a schedule of events so you can see what day that they appear, appear, quote, or or the day that we're having the event. Um, and then you can also see how much like downtime we have packed in, just like Ken said, to hang out by the pool or be with their family. Um, people are planning separate events in the Discord. Like I saw there's a Pearl Harbor tour that's happening. And, you know, like probably fire pits and scuba trips or snorkeling trips. And because there's so many cool things to do to Hawaii um, on Oahu. I'm sure people are going to want to go to the North Shore and surf. And so there's a ton of like cool stuff and people are using the Discord to organize. So that's kind of where you find everything. (laughs) (laughs) So the other really cool thing about um, registering for the HodlerCon event ticket that um, I just want to highlight really quickly is that we are... Uh, we are giving all people that register for HodlerCon and buy our ticket bundle one of the Beach Bum NFTs. So we will have a portion of NFTs that will be whitelisted for our event attendees. And then we will have some of our M- NFTs that will go on a live auction. But every person that buys a ticket to the event will get an NFT, um, which is going to be really cool. And it's going to be that nice little like Hawaii um <laughs> The memorabilia <laughs> of our time in Hawaii. That's awesome. <laughs> that sounds like a jam-packed, fun adventure for everybody. And I'm so happy for you guys. 
Don't worry, I'll post the links in the descriptions below. So if anyone needs to link to it, it'll be there. And um, to end it off on a good note, this episode, I would like to know what is everyone's wholesome crypto moment? Something that's made you feel good, that you saw that was um, a public good. Something that made you warm inside. Child's P, I want to start off with you. Sure, sure. Yeah, thanks. So, you know, for me, the my favorite uh, kind of wholesome crypto moment has been it was actually in the depths of the bear market in 2018, which is which is you know that's kind of counterintuitive, right? But on ETH Finance uh, at the time, you know, the price was down, you know, 95% off all-time highs. It was it was a you know it was a dark time, but during that dark time it was so humbling and wholesome to see that you still had a community. We're still building. Mm-hmm. We're still hodling. We're still posting and still communicating with one another, and like enjoying the company of like-minded people. Um, so to me, I think that was a really, um, cool eye-opening experience that kind of gave me like a, wow, this is really, this is really awesome. And so it was definitely a, a wholesome moment for me. And, you know, going forward though, I think, I think without a doubt, I will be able to say in the future, the most hopeful moment for me is going to be going to HodlerCon, right? I mean, sharing. <laughs> so it's one thing to, to meet with people online and, and sharing in that, but sharing a real person with a meetup uh, with other crypto nerds or, or their families and just talking about Ethereum, it's dApps and just the crypto space as a whole is going to be such a great time. So no doubt. And yeah, it's so true. Like a lot of the things that are amazing things that are built are built during a bear market. So that's, that's so true. Yeah. Whoa. What is your favorite wholesome crypto moment? So my favorite wholesome crypto moment would have to be a conference I attended in New York City last year where JT Nicole was, was there great representing guy. youth finance um, and, and speaking at the conference. And I introduced myself to him because I recognized him from his videos and said, you know, I, I follow you on Reddit and I'm a fan and, you know, I just, I'm glad to finally meet you. And uh, it was a crypto conference and they had co-ops there. And I had this great idea. I was like, you know, it'd be great if I made a poab for, for JT Nickel at this conference. And so I actually collaborated with Logic Beach and I got a photo of JT and I got the photo to Logic Beach. And I'm like, this is what I want you to design. I want a poab that says, I went to New York City and all I got was this lousy poab with a picture of JT holding the poab. Um, and I got this all set up during the conference because like I couldn't, I, I would do it myself, but I was attending the conference at the same time. Um, so trying to pay attention to, to, to all the different sessions. And, um, so he, he gave me back this incredible design. I got it put through the, the pull-up approval process and, and, you know, had it at the end of the day and I, and I gave it to him. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love that. And those guys are so amazing. JT is also on the show too. And he's such an awesome person with an awesome story. And yeah, I love that you're collab- collabing with uh, logic beach to <laughs> make that cause it's a classic. Yeah. Classic pop now. <laughs> Ken, what is your favorite wholesome crypto moment? Yeah, you know, it's, it's actually one that I, I think we're kind of living in right now, um, which is the the merge, right? I mean, everybody, you know, it's, it's really neat to see so many people across so many different platforms working towards that common goal, right? And everybody is anticipating it. Everybody knows that the core devs have these these difficult decisions to weigh between the the amount of errors and bugs versus setting a date and the transition for it. But it is just absolutely fascinating right now to be part of that moment that we're in. And I think we'll look back on it 
And it certainly will be one of our top wholesome moments to change it from a, you know, a proof of work network that is not very energy efficient, right? To mm-hmm. something that is, is much more energy efficient. And I think even though we don't know the times we're living in, I think this is going to be one of the, one of the major ones of the, of the century. It's going to be a huge milestone for Ethereum and something we've all been waiting for for a very long time. So I'm pumped. Yeah. Doubt stars. Now, last, final, and best for last. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so stupid. I want to hear <laughs> But it. isn't that what makes it wholesome, right, Rudy? <laughs> I want yeah. to be honest and pure, and that's what makes it wholesome. <laughs> Human. I, I, was, I was a lurker for so long on ETH Finance. And um, I think, and it's funny because like JT, man, he's, he, he is the epitome of wholesome. And uh, yep. I think it was the first time that I got an app mention um, from JT as being like informed about what was going on with HodlerCon. <laughs> and I was just like, Logri, I just got app mentioned. What do I do? It was like that, like, what do I do with my hands right now? And uh, he's like, you respond. <laughs> because i was just like that silent like observer and um and uh, it was just you know really fun to feel like oh man like i am a part of this community i kind of i kind of joked on the call on our our planning call uh, a couple weeks ago and whoa and ken were there uh Chelsea, I think you were there too, but I was like, I was like, I had to have a conversation with Logri where it was like, can they be my friends too? Or are they just your friends? <laughs> he was like, he was like, There's, were you there? They were like, he was like, they're definitely your friends. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like, I want to be friends with everyone too. It's not fair. It's <laughs> That's how I feel too. I'm like, oh no, there's a huge ETH finance community. I, w- I want to be part of that community. I want to be friends with everybody. So <laughs> I get that. Yeah, come on. You're welcome. I'm there. I'm, Everybody's I'm, welcome. I'm getting my feet wet in there. So I'm getting my, I'm, I'm like getting cool with the kids now. I'm like trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all so much for joining me on the episode. June 17th to 26th, HodlerCon, everyone please sign up and join if you're able to go to Hawaii. It's going to be an awesome time, apparently. And I'm jealous.